We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Make sure you check them out this upcoming Sunday. They've got their baller contest back. $10 entry, $350,000 prize pool, and a nice 10% to first place. Great payout structure. And as always, make sure you enter their Yahoo Cup, now available for both NFL and NBA. And in NFL, of course, you set the perfect lineup, you can win $1 million. Only over on Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. I am Chris Beermakers fan, Prince, joined as always by my boys, the OGs, Derek, Mr. Notorious, Mr. Head Chopper. Let's start with Derek, buddy. How was week four? How's things going on, Frank? Yeah, life is good right now. Uh, baseball is over, which is uh, obviously the best of the bunch. Ah, but, uh, baseball is not over, my friend. All right, we my baseball big content. Game, big my game tonight. Is big over. game tonight for my Milwaukee Brewers. Now go I can ahead. sit back and watch. Now I can sit back and watch. There you uh, go. Riding that grind down uh, in September was rough. Um, but, yeah, we good week four. Uh, excited for baseball playoffs. And then uh, currently just enjoying this rap beef between uh, Damian Lillard and Shaq. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> what is going on with that, man? <laughs> Insane. Chop, a little under the weather over there, my friend. And, and I I know the feeling. You have kids, school starts, this is the time of the year. So so what's going on? You got to make it through the show here. I'm going to try to push through here, man. But this is the first big one of the year. Ho- hopefully it's the last one. I You know, I stay in the house so much that I usually avoid the bad stuff. Of course, people bring it home. But I got a feeling that this is because on, on a Saturday night – we went out to the old high school football game and, you know, eating the nachos with my bare hands didn't, you know, who knows? I, I, I got a feeling Saturday night did me in, but woke up this morning whew, and it's, it's the beginning, man. So I got to sweat this thing out for about a week, I bet. 
Yeah, I dodged a bullet the other night. I got that, that feeling you get in your throat when you, when you know something's coming on and, and there's not much you can do about it. So just take the cold pills right away. And yeah, so I'm hoping. I, I feel okay today, but uh, you don't sound too good, my man. So we'll try to cruise through this, as always, covering the 12 games on the main slate this week. Anything for Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, you can find all that over at Roto Grinders Chop and Big T do a good job with all those showdown videos. So if you're looking for those games, find that over there. We're going to cover the main slate here. and Let's jump right into it with Derek's Jacksonville Jaguars going out to Denver, getting a big win. This Minshew guy is awesome, man. He, he just continues to get it done. Some of the plays he made there late in the game, uh, outstanding. Carolina, also a big win last week going into Houston. So two teams with a lot of momentum here, Derek. Your team, we'll start with you here. Your thoughts on Jacksonville and Carolina? Yeah, I got to start. Uh, there was a meme going around. I'm not sure if it's on Twitter yet, but uh, Cam sent it to me this morning. Cam here, Roto Grinders. Uh, picture of Minchu, and he says, Chug Norris, never heard of her. I <laughs> <That was laughs> thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah, well, what a stud. Uh, just continues to win football games. Uh, but the, the real story last week, Leonard Fournette, 225 rushing yards against Denver, leads the AFC in rushing, and I definitely need to uh, take my L with that one. Uh, you know, Winston likes to eat those W's. I have to take my help. You know, I said Fournette was washed, and uh, he clearly is not. Uh, he looked really good last week. So something to keep in uh, in mind moving forward. He's only 6,400 on DraftKings this week. Uh, you know, pretty good matchup against the Panthers. They've kind of been a run-funnel defense so far. Sixth against the pass, 27th against the run. Uh, he has the third highest snap uh, rate of all running backs this season, uh, right behind uh, C-Mac and Le'Veon Bell. So Going to get a lot of work and a pretty good matchup for him as well. I'm not sure I want to target the passing game uh, here, but I do like uh, Fournette once again. All right, Chop, over to your side of things, Jacksonville and Carolina. Yeah, the Minshew, I, I got to I gotta uh, give him credit, man. I did not think he was going to come in and be this good. So I definitely thought he would finally meet his match in Denver, but that was not the case. So I give him credit, but, I, you know, I, this Carolina team's also playing a lot better since their quarterback changed. So, Hey, it's a good real-life game. For fantasy, whew, it's going to be tough. Uh, I guess a lot of it depends on the health of the Jacksonville secondary. If, if they get, you know, Ramsey back and they're a little bit healthier, then it'd be tough for me to pull the trigger on DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel. Uh, I'm not a Greg Olson guy. I didn't, I didn't even play him last week when, uh, he, you know, he was going to garner some semi-bit of ownership. So I'm not a Greg Olson guy. Then you just left with McCaffrey on one side. And then on the other side, Fournette and Shark, definitely guys you can play. Shark is clearly the guy in this offense that we thought D.D. Westbrook was going to be before the season started. So, And Fournette, you know, stepping up. Just, just, when we were, just when we were ready to give Siege the trophy for choosing McCaffrey over Fournette, Fournette goes and does this, man. He goes and, and makes it a contest again. So, you know, props to Fournette, man. He's, he's running hardcore, so – uh, I'll keep him in, in my player pool this week. Yeah, I mean, b big numbers. It has not found the end zone yet. It's it's kind of shocking. So, at, at some big runs there against Denver. I uh, certainly think he's in play here at 6,400. Uh, McCaffrey is always 8,700. Uh, playing every single snap. You just don't find that with many running backs. With Chark, five, how is he cheaper than D.D. Westbrook on DraftKings, John? No, he's, I mean – He's clearly the guy. I mean – I mean, you have to ask uh, John Aguiar that. I have no idea what's going on. Over. I don't, you know, we'll get into some other things. There's some other mispricings out there on on the other sites also. But 
Yeah, I don't know, man. He's clearly the guy. You're right. So I don't know. Maybe every, you know, maybe they're. I've always. I don't know how they do their prices, but I think their ownership from the previous slate might have something to do with the next week's algorithm. So maybe Westbrook was a lot higher on than Shark. I, that's the only reason I could see that happening. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, a, a difficult matchup will face some Bradbury, I'd imagine, but did have a touchdown last week called back. So it had, could it have an even a bigger day there. So let's go to the spread and the total here. Pretty low total. So uh, DFS-wise, it's tough to, to get too excited about too much in this game. Total sitting at 41. Carolina minus three and a half here. So, Derek, your thoughts on the spread or the total? I mean, told everyone, Jags money line last week. Let's keep it going. There we go. Taking that money line. Chop, you going to agree with that one? I, I don't, I'm not going to agree with that one. I'm going <laughs> to say that, not that I don't appreciate Minshew, but I just think it's more like Carolina's coming back home. They're a good team. Now, this is uh, another week, consecutive week on the road for Jacksonville. Maybe that kind of catches up to them here and, and the home team takes it down. So I'm going to go with the home team minus the points. Sorry, Derek. I'm with Chop on this one. I'm going to take Carolina in, in the three and a half. Uh, really like what I've seen out of them. Kyle Allen has become a solid game manager, and it's really all you need to be with, with McCaffrey and some of the weapons he's had. Uh, Jacksonville, to me, got lucky to survive there uh, in Denver. Let, let Joe Flacco throw for 300 yards. So if Ramsey's out again, uh, I think these receivers could have a pretty big day there against your Jags. All right, next game for us, Arizona going to Cincinnati, Arizona. They want to play fast, yada, yada, yada. It hasn't resulted in any success. Now going to Cincinnati, and when Cincinnati's a home favorite, something's wrong. I'm assuming you guys watched this game last night. Speaking of not feeling well, I had to have the old the, the bucket next to me watching the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. So, Chop, you get to lead off in this game, buddy. Arizona-Cincinnati, two bad defenses is what we can say is the positive. 47 and a half. There's some fantasy plays here. Who's standing out for you? Yeah, I, whew, that, that game last night was a real eye-opener for Cincinnati. I, so now I'm starting to – I don't know. NFL so weird. You know, you, you, you look a few weeks down the road like that and, you've, and you wonder, well, how the hell did this team do that back in week one on the road to Seattle? How did they score all those points against Seattle and they can't even, you know, they can't even just get in the end zone against Pittsburgh. It's just so weird. But, you know, I've been on this Arizona's this Arizona thing where I just – I think they're a better team than their record shows and I think they're a better team talent-wise than Cincinnati. So I'm, I'm thinking they're going to pull the upset here. So that's the side I like a little bit more than the Cincy side. Uh, so I like Kyler Murray, David Johnson. Now we don't know about Christian Kirk's status and Demary, Demary Bird's status. So we could have some value open up with a second wide receiver there. Because uh, I know Fitzgerald, I don't think he's going to carry the load all himself. So we're waiting on that. Could be Trent Sherfield week, Keyshawn Johnson, who knows. And then on the flip side, I'll go back to Joe Mixon. He really let me down on Monday night, but I'll go back to Joe Mixon. And uh, I'm not a John Ross guy. I'm not a John Ross truther. I'm the opposite. So I would say Tyler Boyd would be my guy here. And, and you know, I know we're going to get a lot of Tyler Eifert love this week with the Arizona matchup. So uh, good luck to those guys. I was all on Will Disley. He came through. But I think I draw the line at Tyler Eifert. I just – I know he's a decent guy, but – I think I draw the line of Tyler Eifert, so that that may be my big fade this week. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. I, I loved Will Disley last week, uh, paid it off for us. But I think this is the stop on the train I'm getting off uh, of the tight ends versus Arizona uh, with Tyler Eifert. So 
Maybe Derek disagrees. I agree with some of your, your points on Arizona. We'll keep an eye on Christian Kirk. I don't think he plays this week. So I think Keyshawn Johnson or Sherfield make good plays. David Johnson got priced up on DraftKings up to 7,500. So really not a gimme there. And I love the bounce back for Tyler Boyd. You know, it really didn't do much of anything last night, but uh, this is sec- definitely a secondary you can attack. Derek, a lot of aspects to this game. Two bad teams, but two bad defenses as well. Where are you attacking? Yeah, love, love, love this game. Um, you know, even if they don't hit the over, I do think there's going to be a lot of fantasy goodness in this one. I think if the Cardinals watched the game film from last week with the Bengals, uh, they're going to throw it to David Johnson. We saw James Conner and Jalen Samuels combined for 16 receptions, and you knew it was coming every play, and they still were not defending the running backs out of the backfield. So love the spot for David Johnson. Uh, he has 20 targets over his last two games alone in addition to 22 rushing attempts. I think he's in a pretty good spot. Uh, Kyler Murray, his ADOT continues to go down, which also bodes well for uh, David Johnson in this one. Uh, again, I agree with you guys with the receivers. I think Fitz is fine. And then, uh, you know, look for some value. If Kirk and Bird are unable to suit up on the other side, yeah, probably the best matchup you can get, you know, at home against Arizona, huge boost in place or in pace. Uh, you know, we thought Patrick Peterson was going to come back after the four weeks, but it turns out he was suspended for six weeks. So he's still out. So, their secondary still, uh, you know, very weak, very attackable. I do like uh, Tyler Boyd once again. John Ross is injured, so if he ends up being out, you can look at Auden Tate at 3,500 on DraftKings. Uh, I love Mixon as well. Um, he's yet to have a good game script in his favor, uh, yet he's still putting up some decent fantasy performances. And then uh, I will play some Eifert. I know he's not nearly, you know, the lock that Disley was last week, but tight ends versus Arizona this season. I said it last week, but Hawkinson had 25, Andrews had 28, Olsen had 25, Disley 19. So I got to take my shares of Eifert. Uh, it's just hard not to at this point. And then if you need a punt defense, the Bengals only 2,500. Kyler Murray already has 20 sacks uh, on the season. All right, let's look at the spread. The total here, Cincinnati, like I mentioned, like I mentioned home favorites here. Minus three and a half is where we sit right now. 47 and a half on the total, Derek. You like either of those? Don't really like the spread, um, but I just don't see either defense stepping up in this one, um, you know, other than some sacks for Cincinnati. So I'll take the over. Yeah, I like the over as well. I, I would probably take Arizona in the points uh, if I'm going to spread. I don't really love that one. I really like the total here. Uh, Chop, thoughts on the minus three and a half or the 47 and a half? Yeah, I want, I want Arizona in this one. I think uh, they're going to get their first win this week. All right, there you go. Next game for us. And I really like this game, you guys. Atlanta and Houston. I think this is a great bounce back spot for Watson, for Hopkins. I'm going to be heavily invested in those two this week. So, Derek, let's start with you here. Falcons going into Houston. Agree, disagree on that one and any other plays, especially on the Atlanta side. Do we go back to Julio, Ridley? These guys disappointed last week. Can they get it done this week in Houston? I like this game as well. Two good offenses playing indoors. Um, You know, the defenses are capable, at least uh, Houston's. But, yeah, I think Julio Jones is in a nice bounce-back spot. 22% of the target share on the season, 27% of the air yard share. And I always love pairing up wide receiver ones from, you know, opposing teams. So you definitely play him with DeAndre Hopkins. You know, his first four weeks, he's faced Lattimore, Jalen Ramsey, Casey Hayward, and Bradbury. So he's had four difficult matchups in a row. This will be his best cornerback matchup yet. I think he's going to break out soon. Like pairing him up with Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, did you see that clip of him breaking down that Panthers defense? That was uh, that was pretty amazing. Um, so I like him once again. He gives you that dual threat uh, with his legs. And then uh, Will Fuller, eventually he's going to break out with the big game. 
Uh, Kenny Stills is a bit banged up, could end up missing this one. But Fuller already has a 33% share of the air yards. It's only a matter of time before he connects with Watson. So, yeah, I like the passing games. I like Watson, Fuller, Hopkins, and bring it back with Julio. Yeah, that sounds good, Beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to have some mic problems there and he'll jump back in in a minute. So I'll just give my thoughts and I'll, I'll echo what you said. Well, I, I, I'm already pot committed on Will Fuller now, so I've yeah. got to follow through on Will Fuller. So uh, when he has his big game, I'll be in good shape that week. When he, If he keeps having these duds, then I'll just probably keep losing the majority of those lineups I, you know, I have him in. So... Uh, but I'm pot committed on Will Fuller. Got to keep going there. Hopkins is due for a big day. Due is not really, you know, an analytical term, <laughs> I don't think. But I've got to, I've got to write it out. Yeah. It's the NFL. That's what it's about. So uh, Hopkins, Watson, Fuller, those are the guys. I'm with you on QT. This sets up really nice for him if Kenny Stills is out, which I think he will be. It looked like a really tough injury last week. Soft tissue injury. Those are never, never good for a speed guy like that. So. Uh, I think QT could be a good PPR guy this week. And uh, those, so that's my three-headed monster for Houston. And I think you can run it back in a controlled environment like Houston, which is indoors on turf. Matt Ryan is not a good road guy, but this is at least in a dome. So I think you could run it back with Julio, Matt Ryan. Uh, man, trying to play Ridley is just – it's, it's, it's a little bit similar to Will Fuller. They're just so hit or miss. Uh, so I don't know, man. I don't know about Ridley, but Hooper's been really good this year. But I think Matt Ryan and Julio, this is a really nice game stack where you take one of these quarterbacks and run it and pair him with his number one wide receiver and run it back with the other wide receiver. So that's where I'm at on the Atlanta-Houston game. Uh, if I was going to give a point spread pick, man, it's a tough one because five is a pretty good number. I'd just take the over because 49, I think they can get there with these two offenses. So I take the over in this one. What you got for the uh, point spread pick, Derek? Yeah, five's tough for sure. Uh, I would probably lean towards Houston if I had to pick, but uh, I like the over as well. Uh, both these teams have been struggling to run the ball. You know, Freeman is starting to get more work, but uh, they've been struggling on the ground, and then Houston's been struggling all season. So, yeah, I like the over in this one. Um, the other guy we didn't mention at all, Austin Hooper, continues to see a bunch of targets. He's had at least six in every game, still only 4,500 on DK. Uh, any interest there? Yeah, I think so, man. I, I, you know, it's that's tough. When I don't know, uh, I think I, I think I think so, but so I don't know, man. You tell me. You tell me what you think. <laughs> Seriously, I'm 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 torn on that one. Yeah, I think I think it's fine, but um, I think it's a good weekend to spend down at tight end. You know, we don't have Kelsey on the main slate. I kind of like a lot of these expensive uh, running backs, so I think it might be a week for me to pay down at the position. I mean, he's yeah, he's been. He's been good, but he's just – the numbers say yes, but uh, my my mind's telling me no. You know, like he's not – he's just – we know he's not a stud stud, but I don't know, man. So, I'm still torn. I guess that, that'll be a game-time decision for me. Yeah, Is Beer back? I'm back. back. So, oh, yeah. You're, you're, I have a dog, and I always pick the worst time to go ape shit. like somebody delivered something. <laughs> or So, I just wanted to save the people uh, hearing my dog bark for 15 minutes uh, from a delivery. So – that time of the year, the wife gets on the old Amazon and come home, and there's four, five, six boxes on the porch every <laughs> single day. Somehow, it's like 
Oh, I win some money here this yeah. week. So I, I don't even ask anymore. I just pretend yeah, I don't I'm, see I'm him. I'm just blind to it as well. Like you do you, I'll do me. And uh, hopefully we we'll keep our head above the water here. So um, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. As far as spread total, I'll probably go the over here. I think we get a shootout uh, 49. Hooper feels like a little bit of a, a chase, but 18 targets over the last two weeks, uh, certainly nothing to sneeze at. So give me the over. And again, I really love that the Hopkins. Uh, or Hopkins and Watson stack this week. All right, let's move on. Next game. This one should be fun. Uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Saints minus three. Got a big home win against Dallas. Tampa Bay obviously broke the slate uh, this week, uh, putting up 55 against the Rams. So what gives here? Uh, the Saints playing very good defense. Tampa Bay's offense on a roll. Chop, do we go back to Tampa Bay or is that chasing points this week? Oh, man, uh, this, I'm, I'm torn on this one right here too because uh, – New Orleans just isn't the same type of team without Drew Brees. And it goes, it goes uh, you know, there's a lot less likelihood that there's a big shootout here. And their defense is pretty stout. So, on that hand, it feels like maybe I don't want to do Tampa. But then on the other hand, maybe they're just starting to click under Arians. And Winston, like, he can make some really bad real-life decisions. But he can also be a fantasy juggernaut when he gets on a roll. And when he's shown it these last couple of weeks. So uh, I'm torn on this one, man, traveling on the road here to take on New Orleans. Another road game for these guys. They just traveled cross-country last week and then pulled the upset. So I'm a little leery of that, but there's no way. There's no way I can X out Winston Evans. I, did, I made the mistake of Xing out Winston, uh, Winston Evans and Godwin from my uh, DFS player pool this week. That was a bad move. I won't make that mistake again. So – I think it's a lot less likely, far less likely, that we get into a shootout scenario again. Uh, so I'm not expecting huge points out of them, but I can't just – I can't purely fade those guys. I got to keep them in my player pool. And uh, New Orleans, boy, they – I mean, yeah, I could play some Kamara. I could play some Thomas. But without Breeze in there, the rest of this stuff looks terrible, just terrible for this offense with Bridgewater. So I'm out on the rest of that stuff. So let, let's talk Kamara, because you have McCaffrey, you have Zeke, uh, who we're going to get to uh, at the elite level running backs. So is Kamara third in that group, or is he intriguing because he'll probably be the lower owned of the three? Oh, man. He, he just takes such a hit without Breeze. I know he had a really good game against Seattle, but I think he's going to be more, more likely to have a bunch of games like he did against Dallas than he is against Seattle. So I, I kinda, I'll probably have him a little bit lower than that for from, from my, from my rankings. And Dalvin Cook in that group as well, who we'll get to. So, and then Evans or Godwin, you have to pick one. And I mean, which one does Lattimore spend more time on? Generally, it's been him and Evans battling, but you can make the argument Godwin's their wide receiver one. So you have to pick one of those chop. Who are you going with? Oof. In this matchup, I'm going Godwin easy in this matchup. Overall, it it's a real, that you're, you know, that's a toss up. But for this particular matchup, it's easily Godwin for me. All right, Derek, same questions for you. Let, let's knock out the Godwin or Evans, and then what are you doing with Kamara? Because he's in that group pricing-wise, but uh, I think ownership-wise, he'll be the fourth of that big four. So first off, Evans or Godwin in this matchup against the Saints? Yeah, I'm batting a 1,000 uh, between these two this season. I uh, played Evans in week three, played Godwin in the other three weeks. Uh, I think I'm going back to Evans this time. Lattimore hasn't been great this season. Uh, before last week, uh, he had one of the worst coverage grades of any cornerback. I know he played pretty well against Cooper, but uh, I'll take Evans here. I'll have exposure to both. And then for the other question, yeah, I would probably put Kamara behind Zeke, McCaffrey, and Dalvin. 
Uh, it will be the lowest owned of the two, and I think you can play him in game stacks. You know, similar to the Bucks game last week, I think this one will get overlooked just because Drew Brees isn't playing. I think a lot of people will be scared to play the Saints, but you know, Kamara's played 88 and 77 percent of the snaps in the two games that Brees has missed, so they're using him a little bit more. Uh, he's getting a bunch of targets in the passing game, and you know, against the Bucks, they've been very good against the run, but they haven't been great. Uh, on these short routes for running back. So I don't mind Kamara here. Uh, and then Michael Thomas, huge air yard share, 45% in Bridgewater's two starts. So I think you can play both of them and then bring it back uh, with the Bucks passing game. Certainly don't mind looking at Winston again. Uh, they're finally starting to click, like Chop said, under Bruce Arians. 380 and three against the Giants. Then he had uh, 385 and four against the Rams. And those games, you know, they were playing from ahead. They could have been even better, um, you know, if the other teams were able to keep up from the start of the game. So... I like both. Uh, I like this game quite a bit from a stacking standpoint. All right, I'm going to pull out a third and wrong here, just in general, on Ronald Jones. I mean, I, I've been anti Ronald Jones uh, since the beginning, since coming out of college, but these guys look pretty damn good. Uh, running with power, breaking tackles, uh, looked good last week. Any interest there? 4,600. I know New Orleans been good defensively. I don't know that I'm going to go there in DFS, but this week or moving forward, uh, thoughts on Ronald Jones, real quick there. Yeah, he's looked good, and uh, he had a couple of big runs actually called back by penalties. So uh, I won't be playing him here, but he's a guy to keep an eye on. Um, he's still around 50% of the snaps, so I'd like to see that go up just a little bit before I start playing him. Chop, quick thoughts on Ronald Jones. Yeah, super impressive. Rest of season, I'm ready to buy in, but this week, no. New Orleans, you look at some of their, their numbers against running backs in general over the last couple of years are pretty staggering. They just shut him down pretty good. So uh, I'll pass on him this week. But rest of season, yeah, I really like what I see out of him. All right. We're definitely all in lockstep there because I think a lot of people are going to look that direction. Uh, they saw that game, saw how good he looked. I think there's better days ahead for Ronald Jones. I don't think this is the week you use him uh, in daily fantasy. Let's take a look at the spread. The total, we got New Orleans minus three. Uh, it's really been bet down. Started up at about four and a half, 47 and a half on that total. Chop, thoughts on either of those? Oh, man. This, this one right here looks like one that uh, I'm probably going to pass on both ways. I don't if, – if anything, the under – I know it's not sexy. I know you don't like them <laughs> unders. But Teddy Bridgewater, man, brings everybody. I mean, he brings everybody. Even the Tampa Bay side, he'll bring them down a little bit. So, I'd say under. I'm trying to find which one would be more recency bias, the, the Saints in a 12-10 battle at home or or the, the Bucks scoring 9,000 points in the Rams. So <laughs> – I don't have a strong lean on either of these, so I don't want to give a pick just to give a pick here. I think both numbers are pretty spot on here. So I'm going to leave this one alone. Derek, any any strong leans on either of these? Well, I do like the game stack because these offenses are so concentrated. I'll take the under. I'll take the old man under like we talked about last week. All right. Them sexy unders moving on to a great game here. And the squeaky wheel narrative, I think, is really going to be in play here. Minnesota going to New York. Uh, Five-and-a-half-point favorites uh, against the Giants. Adam Thielen, not happy uh, with this offense, and you can't blame him. I mean, it's been awful with the passing game. I really like going to Adam Thielen here against the Giants. Down to 6,700, Diggs at 62, uh, Cousins down to 53, and we know Dalvin Cook is in a smash spot here. So you guys agree with that? I, I really like Adam Thielen here against the Giants. So, Derek, let's start with you on this one. Yeah, but unfortunately, Kirk Cousins is still throwing in the ball. Um, I mean, first four games, three touchdowns, six lost fumbles, two interceptions. This is obviously the get-right spot for Cousins. So 
Yeah, I think uh, squeaky nil, will narrative makes sense. It's just uh, it's strange. Last year we were playing Thielen every single week in cash. This week, this year I haven't even put him in my player pool for tournaments yet. So this will be the first week that I get exposure to him. I don't think you know he's as good of a play as some of the other top uh, wideouts like Hopkins or Keenan Allen or any of those guys. But uh, I think he's fine. Um, Dalvin Cook continues to be an RB1 every single week. Uh, Giants haven't been great against the run. Cook's getting more and more work uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. It's going to get 20-plus touches in a great matchup. So, yeah, he's right there with Zeke and McCaffrey for me. Uh, might be a week to jam him in at running back. Then on the other side, Jones didn't play great against Washington, but, you know, the game script wasn't great, and he still has that rushing upside. The biggest question of the week, what do we do with Wayne Gallman? Uh, played him last week, but not sure I want to go back to the well. You know, much tougher matchup this time around. And we saw uh, Hilleman come in and still some snaps. I think he played like 35% of the snaps. So, I'm not sure what I want to do with Gallman. I think if it becomes popular, then you might want to think about fading him. Uh, and then Evan Ingram, interesting bounce back spot for him. I know the Vikings, they've been very good uh, overall defensively, but I think you can beat him with the tight end. Yeah, I I was out on Gallman last week, so I, I missed on that. Just thought he'd be too popular. Had, ended up having a good game. So I'm just going to stay on the sidelines here, especially against Minnesota. The price jumped up to 5400 I'm going to be off of that. I think the other interesting question with the Giants side of things, Golden Tate now back in the mix here. So now you have Shepard at 58, Golden Tate at 46, and Evan Ingram at 58. Chop, if we like Minnesota, maybe disagree with, with the old onslaught there, but what do we run it back with on the Giants? It's a really tough game. I, I want to say, yeah, the squeaky wheel game for the wide receivers here, either Diggs or Thielen. But, uh, you know, Thielen got a couple touchdowns a couple weeks ago. Like, started off the game with two quick touchdowns. I think it was against the Raiders. And you still look at his final final fantasy line, and it was very, you know, like, ah, like, ah, I don't, you know, could have been a lot, could have been a lot better. I just don't know that they have it in them to really pump up uh, Thielen or Diggs unless it's a, a big-time shootout. And I just don't think we get to big shootout status here. So, I'm definitely going back to Dalvin Cook. And uh, I'll sprinkle in some shares of Diggs and Thielen, and that's about it. And Cousins is a is a hard pass for me at this point. And on the flip side, yeah, uh, as a guy who played Wayne Gallman last week, he's a total fade this week. I'm borderline want to fade Daniel Jones, except he's getting Golden Tate back. So he's got more weapons now. He's got Ingram, Shepard, and Tate. Yeah, that's, a, you know, that's decent. It's not bad. So I don't know if I can fully fade him, but – I'll, I'll keep him in the player pool, but I'm definitely not as intrigued on Daniel Jones as I was those first two games, not with the rising salary. So it's a interesting game, but I'm just not sure it plays out a whole lot different for Minnesota than what they've been doing, which is still pound the pound the running back. And and then they should have a lot more success doing that than they did last week. So, uh, you know, if it works in the first quarter, I don't know if they'll change it up too much the rest of the game. That's the problem. I mean, it, this is an intriguing game. Uh, Dalvin Cook is in that top three running backs uh, for sure. Again, the squeaky wheel narrative. Golden Tate is intriguing. Uh, how much does he play coming off that suspension? Uh, 4,600. Uh, he may be the guy I want to run it back with for the Giants. So uh, a lot of action in this game. Uh, the total sitting at only 45, though. So let's thoughts there in a Minnesota minus five and a half chop. Either of those tickle your fancy. It, they really don't. Uh... That's a that's too many points for me to to lay on the road, so I can't take Minnesota. Don't like the Giants side, 
And then I think the total is, you know, it's right there. 45 is a fair number. So I really don't have a lean at all in this game. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, kind of like the last game. Uh, I'm not just going to pick the pick here. These numbers look spot on here. If anything, uh, I think a slight lean on the over. I think we could get some points here. But, again, hands off on, on these numbers. Vegas doing a good job this week. Derek, uh, you like either of those numbers? Agree with you, too. Uh, line and total both look pretty efficient to me. Uh, and I was just going to say, Golden Tate, only 4,500 over on FanDuel. So if you want some exposure to him, that might be the place to do it. There you go. All right, next game for Chicago, traveling out to Oakland. Chicago getting that home win. Uh, look, Actually, we're in London for this one, aren't we? Is that right? Uh, yeah, sure we that, are. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, our first London game of the year. So it looks like it's going to be Chase Daniel, Trubisky, a separated shoulder. They're saying he could play, listed as doubtful as of now. So uh, the Chase Daniel show continues here for Chicago. Look, look serviceable. I mean, got the job done, did what they want him to do. Game manager coming in at a $4,800 price point on DraftKings. So discuss that, Chop, any interest there. My guy here is going to be David Montgomery. Uh, just seeing a ton of touches, 5,200 on the Bears side of thing. And then Oakland, it was ugly. They went into Indy and got a win. But uh, who stands out on the Oakland side of things? Jacobs, Waller continues to get it done. But that's the toughest matchup they're going to face all season long. Yeah, this is uh, one of these games where I want to I fade the whole thing. But there's two guys who stand out to me that I could actually keep in my player pool, both for Chicago. That's David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. But outside of those two guys, yeah, it's a total fade. I'm not going to play Chase Daniel. I'm certainly not going to play anybody from Oakland, not against this defense, which is probably the best in the league, period. So um, I'll pass on the entire Oakland side. And the only thing I really want from the Chicago side is either Robinson or Montgomery on separate rosters. And that's it, man. This is a, it's a really ugly game. Yeah, I mean, total kind of reflects that 40 and a half. Uh, some of them London games, you never know with the weather, so something to keep an eye on there. Derek, any more excitement for this game uh, than Chop and I seem to have? Yeah, these London games are usually pretty pretty ugly. Uh, it's usually because the Jags are playing in them, but um, they're usually pretty ugly regardless. Uh, the one guy on the Raiders I think you can look at in tournaments, Darren Waller. Uh, he's had at least 12 fantasy points in every game. He has a 30% share of the targets, 23% share of the air yards. He's going to continue to get a bunch of looks. No interest in Jacobs or Tyrell Williams. And then, yeah, I like the David Montgomery call. Season high is 69% snap rate against the Vikings. And uh, Chase Daniel threw 30% of his targets to the running backs last week. So maybe he gets a little bit of work in the passing game as well. Chicago minus five. Again, that total just 40 and a half here. I, I think I'm taking the Bears. I, I think they handle this Oakland team pretty easily. Uh, could be a lower scoring game, but I don't want to go under on a 40 and a half. So I'll take the Bears. Uh, Derek, your thoughts? I was ready to bet against the Raiders every single week, and then they came up uh, and had a huge one last week. So I don't really know what to expect from either team. These games at London are ugly. Uh, I'll take the under. Chop, minus five, 40 and a half. What are we, what are we hitting the window with? Under, just under, <laughs> yeah. under. I don't know how. I don't know how Oakland scores too many. I don't know how they hit double digits here, man. After what I've seen out of the Chicago defense and uh, Chase Daniel really drives down the Chicago side too. I think so. Give me the under. Under forty and a half for Chop. All right, moving on to Jets and the Eagles. Eagles big home favorites here. Another Luke Falk week. So the Jets really tough to find anybody. I mean. Le'Veon Bell, maybe. Uh, the receivers have a great matchup with this Philadelphia secondary. Robbie Anderson down to 4,500. But 
with Falk throwing the ball, and I don't know how much we can trust that. The Philadelphia side of things, I think there's a lot of ways you can go. The big question, we go back to Jordan Howard. Uh, I, I think it's chasing points here, but Derek, your thoughts. Uh, Jet side and, and mainly Jordan Howard, yes or no? Jordan Howard, probably not for me. Uh, I just don't like running backs that are going to be in time splits. So don't really think I can go there. And, you know, the Eagles have a high total. I just don't really know what part of it I like because I'm not sure they're going to be airing it out a ton. The Jets defense isn't terrible. I know, uh, you know, they're big favorites in this one. But the Jets before last week were 11th against the pass, 11th against the run. If I go back to Ertz in tournaments, he's yet to have, you know, a breakout game. And, you know, it's only a matter of time before that happens. But for a team with such a high total, I just don't love it. Uh, and then on, yeah, the Jets side, look, we have a perfect matchup. The Eagles secondary is really bad, and we have a perfect game script for the passing game since they are 14-point underdogs. So maybe you can look to Crowder. Maybe you could look to Robbie Anderson. Uh, you know, Demarius Thomas sounds like he might play in this one. So maybe sprinkle those guys into your tournament lineups and move on to the next game. All right, Chop, your thoughts, Jets and Eagles. Uh, I'll probably – just, you know, limit my Jets exposure to Robbie Anderson, and that's about it. I uh, don't I don't want a running back against Philly. And uh, I don't trust Luke Falk to be able to support very many wide receivers in an offense. So Robbie Anderson's the, clearly the best player of that group. So uh, I hope the cream rises to the top. Robbie Anderson is it. And on the flip side, definitely not chasing the Jordan Howard points. Don't want Miles Sanders. Ah, man, it's an ugly matchup for Carson Wentz, but uh, I guess you could play Wentz and check the status of his receivers and check the status of Zach Ertz, too. I don't know. He was kind of banged up that last game. So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to have Deshaun Jackson back here, but I don't think that's going to happen this week. So, And I think Wentz suffers without that deep threat you know Aguilar is in there but Aguilar can go absolutely he can vanish on you so it's a tough matchup I mean it's a, it's a tough situation but uh I guess Wentz to give me Wentz to Aguilar if, if Deshaun is out that, that'd be my matchup just doing some quick math they're, they're projected for around 30 points here with, with the total being where it's at and the spread being where it's at but uh Jeffrey Aguilar Ertz we saw Goddard to get things done so Maybe a little naked Wentz, as we like to say here. But maybe match him up with a few different pairings. Aguilar's only 4,700. I like that one. So uh, that's one I'll be digging into. Let's dig into the spread here. 13.5 for Philly at home, 47.5 on that total chop. Uh, liking either of those. Oh, man. This is a tough one because it's just enough points to drive me off of Philadelphia. But it's not enough points to take me to the Jets uh, coming off of a bye week. They got to be a little bit improved, right? I mean, so I don't think the spread's in play for me. I guess give me the over here just because I think Philly can score a lot of points in this game. And uh, and maybe Luke Falk with a, a bye week has had enough practice time to punch the ball in the end zone a couple times for the Jets. So give me the over. All right, I'm going to go with the Jets and the points. Uh, I think they can keep it close. We saw them at least put up some points against New England. This, this Philadelphia secondary is vulnerable. So if they, they figure out, let's throw the ball, let's not try to run the ball, uh, I think they can do enough here. So I'll take the Jets in the 13 and a half. I love it, but that's my favorite play here. Derek, your thoughts? Might be the first game of the year where all three of us disagree. Uh, I'll take the under. You know, don't have a strong feeling. I just think the Eagles – 
they're going to get out to a lead, and I'm not sure they're going to need to air it out. So they'll rely on the running game and, you know, hopefully melt the clock a little bit. So I'll take the under. All right, next game we got uh, division rivals here, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Baltimore was stunned at home last week by Nick Chubb and the Browns putting a big number on the board on them. Uh, now travel to Pittsburgh, who we saw the other night get things done at home against Cincinnati, and it was really the dual running back show uh, with, with James Conner, Jalen Samuels. Conner questionable here, so let's attack this from both ends early in the week. If Conner plays your interest in Samuels, if he's out, is he just a lock button play at 3,100 here, Chuck? 4,100. Uh, no, definitely not lock button. No way. Uh, man, it, it's hard for me to get behind any Pittsburgh player in this game. E even if Connor is out, I know there'd be a lot of value with Jalen Samuels, but I just don't know, man. I, I was like as unimpressed by that Steelers offense as you can possibly be for a team to put up 27 points. I just I, that won't cut it against the Ravens what they did that game script that game plan so I don't know if I could play any Steelers and feel good about it even Juju is really being drugged down by the quarterback change in Pittsburgh so I don't think I could play it man I, I would definitely look to Baltimore I, I definitely think Lamar Jackson could keep it rolling and and uh Marquise Brown my preferred option to pair him with and I think Mark Ingram is always week in and week out in this offense is going to be a guy who can fall into the end zone multiple times on any given week, no matter who the matchup is. So he's always going to stay in my player pool. All right, Derek thoughts, Ravens and Steelers. Yeah, I'll go the opposite of chop. I hope I never get exposure to Ingram once all year. That's, that's what my goal is. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's going to have those big games and I just don't want to miss them. So I don't want to pick and choose the spots. So I'll probably just avoid him. I uh, love Lamar Jackson though. You know, he struggled last week against Cleveland. Two interceptions, four sacks, still racked up 27 fantasy points. I think without Mahomes on the main slate, he's the best guy to pay up for. Like pairing him up with Marquise Brown. Uh, air yard share for the first four games for Brown, 37%, 43%, 45%, and 17%. Uh, you can also pair him up with Mark Andrews, 4,800 on DraftKings for a guy that can get you the 100-yard bonus and a score. I like that quite a bit. And then uh, with the Steelers, yeah, if Connor ends up being out, I'll play a bunch of Samuels. You know, it's hard not to. Got eight targets, ten rushing attempts, even threw the ball three times. I don't think the Wildcats going to work against the Ravens, but uh, they might try it. Uh, I don't think they trust Rudolph a whole lot. You know, most of his projection was thrown to the running backs anyway, so uh, not going to look at any of his receivers. Deontay Johnson's had the couple big games under Rudolph, uh, with Rudolph under center, but I don't want to chase that, so. Give me Samuels if Connor's out and uh, probably avoid the situation completely if they're both healthy. All right, Ravens, three-and-a-half-point road favorites, 44 is that total, Derek. Uh, either of those for you. I don't love road favorites, but Steelers coming off of the win, Ravens coming off of the bad loss. Uh, I'll go with the Ravens in this one. Yeah, I like the Ravens as well. I think they go in and get things done here. You know, that stunner at home, that'll wake them up. Pittsburgh, I, I'm a chop. It was ugly. Uh, they played Cincinnati, who looks like a – a triple-A team, to be honest with you, that defense is terrible. Uh, no interest in winning, it seems like. So, I think Baltimore wins this one pretty easily. Chop, minus three and a half, 44 on the total. Uh, we got three for three. I got Baltimore also. Clean sweep with the Ravens. All right, moving on. We're still in the afternoon games here, or the early games. We, we get one of them crappy two-game, four o'clock slates here, which, which kind of sucks. Some decent games. But still in the one o'clock window here, Buffalo and Tennessee. Really low total on this one. Lowest of the week at 38 and a half. 
this could be a time saver here, or Derek. I, anything on either of these teams stand out? Because it, it's pretty ugly. Two pretty good defenses here. Yeah, it's really ugly, especially if Matt Barkley is going to be the quarterback there. Josh Allen obviously dealing with the concussion. You know, Frank Gore racked up. I think he had like 200,000 yards after last week's game. He's been in the league for 18,000 years. Um, but you can't go there. Um, yeah, nothing for me on the Bills side. On the Titans side, you know, Soccer Dave was celebrating his uh, Mariota trutherness last week on Twitter. That pays off that. like once a year. <laughs> Gotta love that. Uh, but it was against the Falcons. I mean, indoors, a much tougher matchup against the Bills. They're very good against the pass. They are a run funnel defense. So uh, maybe it's a Derrick Henry game. You know, we haven't seen him, you know, break off one of those 200-yard games yet. And, you know, they're going to be able to run the ball in this matchup. So, you know, maybe play him with the Titans in, as a correlation play in tournaments. But not really chasing the A.J. Brown big game. Don't want to go back to Corey Davis. I know they're both cheap. But I just don't really think they're going to have to air it out much, especially if Barkley ends up being the quarterback for Buffalo. Chop, any more optimism for this one? This looks ugly here. Nope. No more optimism. Buffalo, if Barkley ends up being the starting QB, nobody. I want nobody from Buffalo. Uh, and on the other side, Derrick Henry looks okay. Um, I would lean towards Corey Davis over A.J. Brown if I had to, but I probably would avoid all of them anyway except for Derrick Henry. All right, let's look at this. This is one of those spreads that doesn't seem right. But Tennessee minus two and a half at home, 38 and a half. The total, the total actually seems too high to me, but I'm taking the Titans here. I, I don't know if, why it's only two and a half, and sometimes you don't want to be on that, but it seems too low. So especially if Barkley's in there, maybe this is one you want to jump on early. But even if it's Josh Allen, I think the Titans are the better team of these two. So give me the Titans minus two and a half. Derek? Yeah, we see these spreads that look funny, and whenever I don't bet them, that's when uh, the team that you think is going to win comes through. Whenever I'd say, ah, that looks too funny for me, then uh, it ends up being the other way. So, yeah, I'll take the Titans, but um, that line, I don't like it. I agree. It, something seems off there, so uh, I'm going to go with it for now. Chop, three for three here on the Titans, or are you, you taking the, the fishy side with the Bills? No, I thought, I thought it should be about two and a half if, uh, if Josh Allen was the quarterback would seem about right with Matt Barkley. That just seems, that seems way off. So yeah, I'm going to go with Tennessee here. So you, uh, you wonder if that's an indicator that, that Allen's going to play, you know, when they put that line out there like that. So uh, maybe an idea that he will be in the game, but hard to say <laughs> in the concussion protocol. So, yeah, I saw that play. He, uh, he, he didn't know where he was. Yeah, he, there. he got rocked for sure. He didn't know where he was getting up off the ground. So I don't know. how. <laughs> I don't know, man, but you know, it's the NFL. They just, I hate to sound, uh, you know, rude or vulgar about it, but they will run. They'll run the guys out there even if they don't really need to be out there. So yeah, maybe you're right. Especially Buffalo team it has an opportunity to make the playoffs here. So wouldn't shock me one bit. All right, last one o'clock came for us. Big Ten gamer here at one o'clock. New England and Washington. New England fifteen point favorites here on the road. Washington has looked terrible. Maybe one of the worst teams in the league. Who knows what they're going to do at quarterback? Uh, Bench Keenum, uh, brought in Haskins. He was terrible. Uh, maybe they go to Colt McCoy here. But all those guys at 4,600, 4,400, 4,100, I'm crossing Washington off my list here. So back to New England. And I think each and every week we have the same discussion. It's just really hard to pinpoint who it's going to be. This is another one of those games that they can do it either way, on the ground, through the air, or both. Chop. Any preferences here on New England, just just sparsing that out, any favorites stand out for you on that side of the ball? 
favorites would be it would be Josh Gordon and Philip Dorsett. Edelman's I would imagine he's still a little bit banged up, so I don't know what we're exactly what we're gonna get out of him. There's no way I, I just I haven't rostered Tom Brady once this year, and I'll continue to not roster Tom Brady as long as he's on in this case 6,500. That's too much. He's he's a one trick pony, and I'll pass on that. So I think it's Gordon or Dorsett would be my preferred play for New England, and that's it for the game. Like you said, I mean, yeah, I can't I can't. This secondary for New England is is absolutely real, and uh, I don't want to take any any piece of receivers going against these guys. So I'm going to pass on that. Now, Derek, I know you hate paying up for defenses. 4,300 <laughs> for the Patriots here. Are you going to pull the trigger on that? Because this might be the best matchup they had. This might be better than Miami at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. 4,300 on the road. But, yeah, regardless of who's a quarterback, Keenum, Haskins, McCoy, you got to like the Pats D. I probably won't end up going there, and I'll probably end up regretting it. But, they're obviously in a great spot um, for the Redskins. I think you can play Chris Thompson uh, on a site like DraftKings where he's probably going to see the bulk of the snaps, going to get a bunch of dump-offs from whoever's a quarterback. Uh, if McLaurin is active, he'll probably draw coverage from Gilmore. So, uh, you know, he's a legit shutdown corner. Probably uh, open up something for Trey Quinn over the middle of 3,500. Uh, I'm grasping at straws here, but I think they're both decent plays, Thompson and Quinn. And agree with you on uh, Chop, on uh, Josh Gordon, 23% of the targets so far from Tom Brady, 25% of the air yards. So he hasn't had a big game yet. I think it's coming. Um, if you look at the air yards model, I bet he's a buy low candidate. Um, Chop, did oh. you look at that? <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's in a good spot. And just know uh, Ben Watson's going to make his uh, pads debut after serving his suspension. Add, add another one to, to the New England arsenal that we got to try to parse out. I do like the Thompson call, actually. I think he's intriguing in a game they'll play from behind. Most of the day here, Vegas obviously agrees. Let's take a look. Minus 15 as of now for the Patriots, 43 and a half on that total, Derek. So I think New England steamrolls them. And we know Belichick does not take his foot off the gas. I don't, I don't see how Washington does anything here. This could be one of those 38-3s. to threes. I'll, I'll gladly give the 15 and take New England. Yeah, if the Giants beat them by 21, that means the Pats will beat them by 41. So I guess I'll uh, take the points. Chop. Uh, man, that's a lot of points. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit different and go with the under here just because I think we're, everybody seems to be of the same mindset that Washington's going to have a very difficult time scoring points so I don't I think New England at some point calls off the dogs so I think that 38 to 3 sounds really good I think I think we hit the hit the under here all right we finally moved into the afternoon window this is going to be a, a crappy red zone channel with only two games going on but uh, we're going to get to the main event here me and chop here in this last game but we'll we'll cover this one first Denver and the Chargers here Chargers minus six at home uh, Denver Blew that game, uh, to be honest. Uh, they were controlling that game at home, uh, gave it up at the end. A ton of running lanes for Leonard Fournette. Uh, the Chargers at home, six-point favorites, another line that feels a little bit too low. Uh, Chop, or Derek, what do you think in this one? Mainly the running back split for the Chargers. Uh, how do we handle that? I don't think there's a ton of interest in the Denver side of things, but Gordon at 7,000, Eckler at 6,700. How do you see that playing out this week against Denver? Yeah, first off, I don't know what you're talking about with the Broncos. The Jags had them right where we wanted them the whole game, down 14. Uh, obviously, that's Minshew, uh, Minshew time. So Uncle Rico, magic. <laughs> that was cool seeing them do the halftime <laughs> thing together. <laughs> that's too. cool. 
That's um, a trip. For the Chargers, yeah, I don't know. Uh, unless we hear that, you know, Gordon's just going to take the Jackson role for this week and then, you know, eventually go from there. I don't think you can play him or Eckler. I don't think you really need to. You know, they're both priced up. And even if they say Gordon's the guy, I don't really want to play him in this spot. So cause I think Eckler's been awesome all year. I think he still deserves a pretty big role in this offense. Their entire receiving core outside of uh, Keenan Allen's hurt. You know, Williams, Benjamin, Inman, all currently listed as questionable. Uh, love the spot for Keenan Allen. Let a lot of people down last week, but uh, had a 69-yard touchdown called back where they called offensive pass interference. Didn't even touch the guy. Um, it just fell down. <laughs> he even tweeted about it. That was pretty good. And then he also was tackled at the two uh, on two separate occasions. So he was really close to having, you know, 100-plus yards and three touchdowns in that game. So I like going right back to Keenan Allen. If Inman's healthy and the other two are out, I think he's interesting at 3,400. And then on the Broncos' side, they're just too cheap. I don't really love the spot for them. They only have an implied total of 19 points, but Flacco's 4,700. Lindsey continues to get more and more work. It uh, looks like the discrepancy of touches between him and Freeman are, is getting bigger and bigger. So like Lindsey at that price point, and then you have Sanders and Sutton, uh, both pretty cheap as well. So I think the Broncos – uh, are solid point-per-dollar options, and then you could obviously bring it back with Keenan Allen uh, from the Chargers. All right, Chop, your thoughts here, Broncos and Chargers. Whew, the Broncos are, yeah, I think they're the fade for me, another fade for me. That's a, just a bad offense on the road here. Yes, the defense, it's been a, l- a little bit less uh, intimidating than what I thought they were going to be, and that, that was mainly because Derwin James ended up getting hurt before the season, but they're still good enough to control Joe Flacco for sure. So, uh I don't know how I don't know how much exposure I could have to Denver there, so I probably won't have any. Don't like the running back situation this week with the Chargers. Don't know how it's going to play out. Not a huge Philip Rivers guy. The upside typically isn't there with him, so not a huge guy. But I think I think we go back to Keenan Allen here, especially if Mike Williams is out again. Yeah, I think Keenan Allen is the guy here for me. Like Derek said, he was really really close to a monster game. And um, they'll keep targeting him. And this this matchup here against Denver, a little bit tougher than it was against Miami. So they'll really have to lean on him a little bit more than they did against Miami. So I like Keenan Allen quite. He's probably in my top two for wide receivers this week. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I uh, really like the pass catchers here. Love Allen as a bounce back. And then whether it's Williams, Inman, whoever that number two is, that, that's kind of avoiding Chris Harris Jr., I, I think could be in for a big day as well. The running backs, I, I'm going to go a hands-off approach. Uh, like you said, Derek, I, I just don't know that it's worth it with some of the other running backs we have on the slate. Chargers minus six, 44 and a half is where we sit right now. I'm going to take the Chargers at home here. Denver's 0-4. They've been competitive. Uh, for the most part, but I think the Chargers uh, take this one uh, by a touchdown or more. So, Chop, thoughts on the spread or the total? Man, San Diego never covers these <laughs> never. They just never do it. <laughs> I mean, everything's setting up for it to go to go L.A. here, but whew, let me see here. Ah, you know what? I'll go with the, I'll go with the Chargers. I, yeah, they're just they're the one of the most disappointing teams to back in the league. But I give them the benefit of the doubt. They they should be able to handle this game. All right, Derek, minus six, 44.5. Uh, I'll take the over. I don't think either defense is very good this year. Yeah, they're not. And, and now Melvin Ingram's hurt as well for the Chargers. So that might be the right call there, uh, taking that over. All right, let's wrap things up here. My Green Bay Packers going to take on Chops, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys minus three and a half here. 47 is the total. Before we start, Chop, I, I did a little crack research here. Ready for this? 
Ready. Green Bay has won the last seven of the last eight meetings between these two teams. That's phenomenal. Good, good for Green Bay. Oh, <laughs> I, I figured you'd like that one as much as you love the air yards. But DFS-wise, uh, what That's do we think phenomenal. here? Uh, obviously, Zeke, I think, is in a phenomenal spot. Tyron Smith, not expected to play the big left tackle. That's my biggest question. As the Dallas guy, how much does that affect Zeke, the rest of this offense? Because we saw the holes this Green Bay defense was giving up. Any of us could have run uh, for five yards of carry against that defense. So is it lock and load with Zeke, or does Smith concern you at all not being in the lineup? Ezekiel Elliott is priced appropriately, $8,300. So he's way up there. You got to spend on him. It's not an easy decision, but I think he's my number one running back this week. Uh, based on everything you just said, there was, you know, Green Bay's more than willing to give up some running yards this year in order to uh, control the passing game for the opposing team. And so uh, I think Zeke has a good game here. I'm going to fire him. I think, I think the loss of of the big left tackle is probably a lot more detrimental to Dak Prescott than it is to Elliott. So I'm going to lean Elliott over the passing game here. Elliott's one of my favorites. You got to always have some shares of Cooper because man, we've seen it so many times. He can just explode on anybody at, on any week. So you got to sprinkle in some shares of Cooper with, if you're multi-entering, but I'm going to lean Elliott in this one. And uh, more or less going to pass uh, pass on a lot of that passing game for Dallas. I think we can run it back with some Green Bay guys. So Aaron Jones, yeah, all right. I can fire up some Aaron Jones. He's just a flat-out touchdown maker. And I don't know the status of Dexter Williams, but I would imagine he's probably out after what we saw, right? Like uh, Jamal, yeah. Jamal. He's saying he's, he's Not, yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, Things were okay. I don't think it played, though. I, I don't know that it's like yeah, that a was, season ender, but that was De- a brutal... Dexter Williams would be next in line behind him. Yeah, but... okay. Yeah, my fault, Jamal. Uh, but, yeah, Aaron Jones would be the guy who jumps off. He's he's always a threat to – they get inside the five. He's just so crafty at finding the end zone. So, Aaron Jones, multi-touchdown threat every week. Uh, and, I and you know, they're not going to have a Devontae Adams. Doesn't sound like so. I think you can take a shot on. We're going to get some value here at wide receiver. Valdez Scanling will be the more popular choice. I wouldn't hesitate to play Geronimo Allison with some extra volume. I wouldn't hesitate to play a dirt, uh, dirt minimum Alan Lazard for the threat of catching a touchdown because I think he, I think he's got a shot at catching a touchdown without Devontae Adams in there. So I think there's some value you can find on Green Bay, and I think Elliott's my number one guy this week. All right, Tarek, finish us off here, Packers and Cowboys. Yeah, I hate to do this to you, Bear, but I think uh, it's a week to hammer Zeke and the Cowboys' defense. You know, yeah, I, agree, gonna... I agree with you. I put my yeah. homers aside for DFS. <laughs> I, I, I think the Cowboys win this game. I love Dallas. Oh, I don't like the way this is going. Ah. <laughs> oh, no, you're setting it up for the reverse change, man. Twenty-eight hundred for the Cowboys. D. We know they're talented. Uh, the Packers up there without Adams. I don't know what they're going to be able to do uh, through the passing game, and then obviously they're better, you know, pass catching or sorry the pass pass blocker and jamal williams probably not going to play as well so i like their spot for the cowboys d and then zeke 97 percent of the snaps against the saints saw 24 touches uh kind of looks like the tony pollard experiments over at least for games that are going to be close so even without their left tackle i still think you know zeke's going to be the play in this one and i'm okay with mbs i'm okay with jones but i think i'm just going to go cowboys d and zeke Cowboys, D. What, what's on, the bet? Rogers gonna gonna put some points on these boys, though. You guys so. need a bet. Well, I'm, I'm taking Dallas. So unless he wants uh, <laughs> Green Bay side, then, no, then we can figure something out. 
Hedge life. That's no, right. That would, be, that would be the wrong. No, that's not the right way to go about that. I can't take Green Bay. <laughs> you take Dallas. What is what would the world be coming to if we did that? Uh, well, maybe we'll come up with something. We'll see. But uh, I, I do like that. I love Zeke this week. Uh, I think you nailed the chop. Smith is a concern, but uh, maybe more so in the passing game. But uh, Zeke is in a, in a smash spot, as kids like to say. So minus three and a half here, 47 on the total. Chop, where are you going? Yeah, back at home, I'll go Dallas minus the points. I just uh, think they're just going to be a better team back at home. Derek, minus three and a half, 47 on the total. Dallas and the under. I'm going Dallas as well. I hate I hate to do it. I hate to say it, especially with Chop sitting here. It just it, – it, but hopefully the reverse jinx actually works out here and Green Bay covers. But I just think Dallas, too good of a team going back home, Green Bay – uh, really a lot of concerns for me after that game with Philadelphia. I mean, we thought the defense was solved, but uh, maybe one part of it is, but that run defense uh, looked pretty awful. So I think Dallas handles this one uh, pretty easily and takes the win. So that will wrap us up for the analysis here for week number five uh, for the DFS season. Guys, any final thoughts, uh, must plays, fades, anything you want to discuss here? So uh, Derek, let's start with you. I'll go with the hot take. I'll say David Johnson is a top five receiver this week. Oh, I like it. And, and his price went up, so I think people may may hesitate on that one and just spend up on some of the studs we mentioned. So uh, he could be very interesting this week. Chop, final thoughts here for week five. Uh, yeah, I guess my only final thought is, uh, and I know this is going to fall on deaf ears because nobody out there listening can control this, but – Boy, I really wish the NFL – I wish somebody would tell the NFL, let's get some better afternoon action, guys. Yeah. You just – you know, once these noon games are over with, that's going to be it. I'm not even going to sit down and enjoy my, my afternoon football of this week. Two games is just not enough, guys. Come on, you got to do a better job of making that schedule before next year. Yeah, I mean, balance it out. I agree. That's when I start to catch a nap, when there's only like two games on and I got the red zone on and it's just nothing happening, like – Balance it out. We, we can be better. I agree. So my bold take, I think Hopkins and Watson going to be in for a massive week against Atlanta. So uh, going to be heavily invested in that stack, uh, maybe even adding in some Will Fuller. But uh, Houston smash spot for me uh, to take down all the money here in week five. So that'll do it here on the DFS OGs podcast here on Roto-Grinders. Make sure you get over and download the SharpSide app. That's where you got all the spreads and totals that we talked about. Uh, player props on there so everything you need uh, to get you ready for dfs for sports betting uh, whatever it may be you can find all that on the sharp side app for the great notorious the great head chopper i am beer saying salu best of luck this week we'll see you right back here discussing week six next week and we're out of here